Blessings and best wishes. Reggie Hubbard here, episode four of Practice Makes Purpose. Um, candid conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Or as one of my uh, Dharma sisters in my Buddhist practice says, justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. So Jedi. So, you know, when we have these conversations about wellness, especially in the context of in spreading the conversation to all walks of life, um, you got to kind of be Jedi with it, right? You know, like there are people who say they woke, but just because you sleep lightly doesn't mean that you woke, right? So let's just, let, let's just make that 100. But I'm super excited today uh, to welcome my homeboy, Danny Fluker from Black Boys Home uh, of a, a syndicate of which I'm a member, not a syndicate, like a collective of which I'm a member um, and just delighted to be able to showcase him and his good work. Um, Black Boys Ohm is a partner of Ohm Practice, who I'm delighted to be doing this series with for the next couple of weeks, right? So if you missed the past several, we've um, had Sister Chanel Sledge, um, Black uh, Sister from Atlanta, Georgia, or, or DeKalb County. Um, pardon me. Don't, don't want to confuse DeKalb and Atlanta. I know people get uh, tricky down there in Georgia about that, but Sister Chanel talked about um, making the practice more accessible to all people. We had Nicholas De Alejo um, from Men Care Now uh, talking about how we make the practice more accessible for men. Uh, and last week we had Brother Mike Huggins from the Transformation Yoga Project talking about how we make these practices accessible to incarcerated populations and veteran populations. And instead of being so woo-woo and uh, less approachable, make yoga functional tool as well as sacred art because it's that synthesis that allows us to do good work um, for all people. So Danny, request to be on and we'll get you on and then we'll get this conversation cracking. But just excited to be here. Thank you for those who are here now live and for those who will view this later uh, whenever we do it or whenever you see it. Hey, brother. Peace to you. Peace, bro. And blessings to you. They said it couldn't happen. They were wrong. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. So delighted to be here. You got a little sun kiss going on, man. Where's this? You've been out in the sun. What's the deal? I have. Yeah. Thank you. I've been like in different warm places. I've been traveling to different places as an intentional nomad. And so uh, all the places I've been so far have been like <laughs> in the sun. Yeah. And I mean, you've been to Big Sur or you, you've been to California. Mm -hmm. So t tell us more about the intentional nomad, man. Like, we're not yeah, about that. absolutely. Um, so the pandemic, I'm pretty sure not just me, but it started a, a bit of wanderlust. And I, I had never uh, traveled. I've always like worked and I always told myself, oh, one day I'll travel, one day I'll travel and like, like live out of a duffel bag. Like I always dreamed about that, but I never did it. And so January 1st came this year, I, I left. Uh, my home city of Atlanta, I had a duffel bag and I, I haven't been back, you know, since. And um, like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's just, and I, you know, I cut off like all of like my expenses. So like, I don't have like, you know, a place that I'm renting or anything like that. I don't have a lot of bills. So it's just like literally just enough to like find a place to lay my head and eat. And like, like I'll go to like different places. So I've been to Jamaica and Costa Rica and Puerto Rico um, and uh, connect, and I've connected with actually different brothers in the collective in different places. Oh, that's what's I, yeah, I was able to teach in Big Sur recently. I was teaching yoga out there for about five weeks and trying to get exposure to the nonprofit, uh, to Black Boys Home, and and also uh, just being a beautiful place. Like Big Sur is a really beautiful place. Uh, I was in Esalen and teaching about eight classes a week there. 
Um, and now I'm in Los Angeles just for a little stint. Um, yeah. Well, I love that. Like I, um, that's, that's beautiful. And what I love about that specifically is that why not do it now? Right. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if yoga teaches us anything, it teaches us, well, several things. The the most important are union. So we're all in this together and be present. Right. Don't go like, I'll do this tomorrow. No. What can you do right now? Like not only make life beautiful, but to make an impact in life. So thank you for that story. Um, yeah. you'll, you've seen or heard me do these things. So, you know, I'll pull mm. stuff out of you, may, you may <laughs> but I'm going to pull some shine out, especially when you were sun-kissed and like black. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. So, so tell me a little bit more about your yoga journey, right? So how did you find the practice? Like, when did you start mm-hmm. practicing? When did you start teaching? Tell me, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I discovered yoga um, as a way to mitigate um, ongoing anxiety and deep sadness. I, there was a point in my life where I had anxiety to the point that my breath was constricted. I was holding my breath and had to remind myself to breathe. And there were long periods of time where I wouldn't breathe throughout um, certain periods throughout the day. And I would have to like remind myself, oh, I need to intentionally breathe. And so I connected with a Chinese herbalist and uh, at the recommendation of a friend. And we sat down and she gave me some herbal teas and she did some uh, energy work for me. And at the end, she recommended I take yoga. And I remember thinking, okay, this is um, something that I know about, but it's kind of, um, it's not within my like periphery. I'm not familiar with it. Word. And she um, like gave me this recommendation and I kind of put it on the back burner. I didn't uh, pursue it. And it wasn't until months later that I was walking and, I saw a bunch of people doing yoga in the park. There was like hundreds of people doing yoga in this open field sponsored by King of Pops here there in Atlanta. And I remember just was like, man, like these people are like, like moving and like people from all walks of life. And so I didn't have a mat or anything. I just went out there in the grass and tried to mimic what they were doing. I, I had done mar- yeah, I had done a martial arts as a young, as a young man, like when I was really young and, sh- and I was thought maybe, okay, might, it might be similar. So I tried to mimic what they were doing. And I realized while I was doing it, that I was breathing better and um, I kind of oh, got hooked from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was when, like, what, what, what year was that? Oh, gosh. Um, ooh, maybe, I want to say it's 2015. I want to say it's 2015. So not, that not too matters. long ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's 2015 and 2016. I mentioned that because I'm a relatively new practitioner as well. And so, like, for yeah. those people that practice, <laughs> like, it don't take long before this thing takes over, right? You yeah, know, and yeah. To, Blessings. So, like, shout out to Monica and shout out to uh, the Flowing Lotus sister. Lovely, good to see you, my sister in sound. So happy to have you on the on the show. Um, tell tell us about so how did Black Boys Own come into existence, right? So, 2015, you're mimicking people, um, mm-hmm. and a fi- then when did the impetus um, come for you and brother Brandon to start Black Boys Own? Yeah. So from that from that park session, I was doing and mimicking. I wanted to join a studio and I, and I like Google yoga studio and this yoga studio came up and I went to their website and they were like, um, there's a black man teaching at that studio. And I remember like immediately going to his class cause I saw myself in him and I became part of that studio and that studio was like 
um, became my community and I ended up doing my teacher training there and, um, and becoming an instructor a few years later. Um, and when I, this, this particular yoga studio was a corporate yoga studio. And I remember thinking when I become a teacher, I want to make sure that I'm teaching in the community, like my, my communities. And so I connected with a black owned yoga studio in Atlanta, uh, Yellow Mat Wellness, which is what it's called now. And it's owned by uh, Sia Collins. And, and she uh, hired me. She was my first person, the first studio that actually brought me on as a teacher. And I remember um, she's like, I, I have this meditation workshop coming up. Um, it's going to be called Men Who Meditate. And I would love to have you teach the Asana portion of it. She's a huge um, meditation practitioner, meditation teacher, specifically with Pasana. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do it, you know? And um, so we we um, hold this space for, for called Men Who Meditate. And all the men who showed up that day were Black. And um, and it was just, just happened to be that way. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I'm leading the um, asana portion that ends. She is leading the meditation workshop. And at one point, um, sunlight is pouring into the room. There's complete stillness and silence. And like, we're a room full of black men meditating. And I remember realizing, like, I've never, personally never experienced this. And I had this, like, aha moment that became the seed that would eventually become Black Boy's own. And, 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 my one of my yoga mentors at the time is Brandon Copeland, and he um, was a really uh, major yoga teacher in Washington D.C. He would travel down to Atlanta to give chop yoga classes, and I remember like, like living for those classes, and whenever he would come, you know, and being yeah. really happy and excited about it, and like connecting with him, and like, are you going to do a teacher training, and like asking him all these questions, and I also noticed his work, like he was doing work with black boys in Southeast D.C. And yeah. so, like, you know, that our that yoga teacher, yoga student relationship between us became like a friendship, became a mentorship. And and also I began to have conversations with him and Sia both about what would eventually become Black Boys Own, what it looked like, you know, how to um, replicate, you know, the men who meditate, how to replicate this, what um, Brennan was doing and for Black Boys in Southeast D.C. And that just was, those were the seeds that laid the groundwork to eventually become what that boy's own is yes, now. Who don't know who we are. Tell, give us the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. Like who? What is Black Boy's own? Who are we? And, and why? Why mm-hmm. do we matter? And what are we doing? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, Black Boy's own is a grassroots community organization turned nonprofit, and we exist to serve the well-beings of Black boys and Black men through mindfulness meditation and yoga. We have a network that is now um, 300 Black men um, who are Black male wellness practitioners. So there may be um, a yoga instructor, a meditation teacher, and a social worker, or a, a math teacher and a, a yoga teacher. But one thing that we all have in common is that we're in Black male embodiment, and we have these wellness practices for ourselves, and we desire to serve in our communities. And so our focus is to have offerings containers of education so that other black boys and black men no matter their age can explore these wellness modalities for themselves so that we can change the narrative around what wellness accessibility looks like in our communities we can say that hey a black boy can do yoga or meditate the same way that he could play basketball or football a black man can meditate and do yoga the same way that he might um, run or uh, do a sport to kind of find that that stillness within themselves and all these um, offerings and containers are is not only to educate, but it's just to allow 
um, being and, and to do so in a way that is facilitated by other Black men who have these practices for themselves and they can see themselves in their teacher and, and, and know um, that there can be a, a kind of a, a replication of teacher-student um, relationships that will spill out into our communities as a whole so that this can be an integral part of our healing as a community, um, um, specifically for those who are descendants of, of uh, chattel slavery here in America, but also in the Caribbean and, and across the diaspora as well. Yeah, so we have um, people like, I mean, I've seen some chats, like a brother's in like uh, Vietnam, a brother's mm-hmm. in Mozambique, Ghana, um, mm-hmm. D.C., Atlanta. Like, wh- where don't we have um, representatives? <laughs> um, it's, it's, so it's 97 plus locations right now. And and that that is where our, our yogis are. And so we're focusing on specific brothers within those regions to have those offering containers. And we, we have different outlets. So schools, uh, places of incarceration, community centers, faith organizations, and even in the park sessions that are kind of open space since COVID. And even when COVID happened, there was a shift um, thankful and shout out to own practice because they allowed us to go into a shift of, of virtual offerings. And we created Black Boys Acad- Black Boys Home Academy in response to COVID to have a virtual container so that um, there could be a teacher and a student to see one another and practice together, right? Um, and so those, um, but yeah, to answer your question, um, we, we're, we're all over the United States, the Caribbean, um, Africa, and the UK. Um, yeah. Yeah, so talk a little more about like the relationship with own practice because it, it, it's pretty mm-hmm. special. I mean, I yeah. I love practice in general just because like Chris and like Rachel and Sam they're just they're just yeah. the best. But tell, talk a little bit more about the, the specific relationship between Black Boys Own and Own Practice. Yeah, so I, I I'm very grateful to Chris, who's um, the owner creator of, of of Own Practice. He had several meetings with me last year. Um, and I, mean, I was trying to rack my brain around what virtual offerings would look like consistently. And he and his team were very helpful in helping us sit down and navigate how to make sure that Black Boys Home Academy was a success. So I was like, I had this idea. I want to make sure that there's a virtual container where people, Black boys and Black men and their families can practice and they can see the instructor and, they can, and the instructors can see them. And I want it to be completely free. I want it to have, uh, you can have a Black Boys on membership, but it's free. And I also, and we had received this, this grant at the time to allow us to be able to pay our instructors to offer these free um, uh, offerings. And so Chris sat down with me, heard my heart, and uh, we just developed this, this, this uh, schedule and we um, chose uh, um, instructors outside and within our network to hold these these offerings in this space in this virtual space and that first summer we uh, had over 450 classes um, virtual classes and it was just a real real success and it was very grateful and it's still ongoing today there's still uh, weekly classes today and so yeah just shout out to own practice and shout out to Chris for sure beautiful community beautiful uh, initiative and I mean and I want to give a shout out to Chris too because we um this is a relatively new initiative for them. Like, so to do Instagram lives and those sorts of things. And like, so Chris, you and I love that I could do this to both you and Danny right now. None of y'all like <laughs> being um, centers of attention. So thank <laughs> them and thank you 
for your vision and your heart and creating opportunities for different aspects of yoga practice to shine. You know what I mean? Asana is very important, but also Sangha is important. Community and conversation is important. Using the mind. So asana is to clear the body to open the mind. And so like with a clear mind, having lucid conversations, that's yoga as well. In fact, mm-hmm. that's on the path to enlightenment. Like, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a jackass or whatever, but like when the pandemic hit, I would tell people mm-hmm. all, the, all those like cute splits on Instagram. Like, how's that helping your heart right now? Wow. Yes. You know, absolutely. in adversity, like, you know, yeah, practice. Absolutely is a psycho-spiritual discipline. It's not mm-hmm. just about physical. So, yeah. like, shout out to both of y'all for, like, centering all of that. I want to I mm-hmm. go back a little bit more to what you said earlier with respect mm-hmm. to Black Warism existing to mm-hmm. normalize um, wellness practice for mm-hmm. Black men just as, um, we, mm-hmm. as, as society has normalized sports for us. Um, and, you know, you know what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. So I'm going to bring up the situation that happened in the U.K., um, where, you know, they want us to just shut up and dribble or shut up and kick balls. And then like, you know, mm-hmm. if they make it doesn't matter. We make a mistake. Like we're monkeys and all these other things. So do you have any reflections on not only what happened in the UK, but how and why meditation and spiritual practice is so important in light of the ridiculous pressure that black men feel? Yeah, I, there's a couple of things I, I think about the impact on, on those brothers and how, like, just their nervous system, right? Like, what that must have been like, I have no idea. And, and, and to have have shame and ridicule on that scale and, and race racism, actual racism on that scale. And I think about, my first thought is their nervous system and how, we do and do they have access to practices that will help their help help them in their nervous system so that they can show up and, 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 and still thrive despite the bullshit that is that they're experiencing. Um, and and as far as like the the actual like industry as a whole, like um, in, in in sports in general, but that particular incident is like you know there's a there's a there's a supposed love on the surface of, of black culture and black athletes and then and, and there's this 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 hatred this insidious like cancer of of of, di- of disease that is racism that would just come out at any given moment and then and it's like that's what's what, what, what we saw like you had this love at one point for you know athleticism and 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 black prowess right but then what was underneath the undercurrent came out and it was and it was and, and, I, and I hate it and it, and it was sad to see and my heart goes out to those brothers and and, 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 and I'm thinking about their nervous systems and I'm, I'm thinking about practices that I hope that they have um, that can help regulate their nervous system. Yeah, I, lo- I love your heart, first of all. So blessings on that thoughtful, beautiful answer. And, and secondly, um, you know, you know, in the collective, like I'm, a, I'm kind of the most, right? You know what I mean? So like, I'm like <laughs> politics and like, I'm doing this and then I'm doing this. But part of the reason that I'm out there so much is to show that like mm-hmm. big, so and I'm not an athlete, right? So like mm-hmm. yoga for me, I started practicing yoga to not curse out my boss. Like my boss was being hella awful. And yeah. I was just like, I could either be angry black man and tell you and your entire family, like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or I can figure out ways to just not be that guy. And mm-hmm. so part of the reason that I do things like this or like all the yoga festivals or all the things that I do is mm-hmm. to show that we as black men can do conversation. We Absolutely. can do 
headlining yoga festivals. We can do like lead impeachment strategy. We can do all of those things and not necessarily, you know, be fetishized, fetishized for being mm-hmm. athletics and then demonized when we don't live up to this imperfect nature of perfection that like the master culture imposes on us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so tell me things, because, you know, the other thing about my shows is, you know, is I like to keep it tight. Like people got mad short attention spans. So I want to be <laughs> okay. Um, so what are you mm-hmm. most excited by in your life? And then we'll mm-hmm. talk about the organization, because one of the things I love about you, but almost mm-hmm. to a fault, is that you're hella selfless. So <laughs> um, what's, what's, what's excited? What are you most excited about in your life right now? I'm doing a lot of inner healing work. Um, there is there's so much that I'm, 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 I'm working through internally. And it's like, I, I know it's always been that way, but it, uh, the awareness is even heightened now. Um, I'm finding more. Um, because I like, for like full disclosure, I have uh, perceptions of of lack and 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 and, and thoughts around that, and, and and trying to live in a way that I I tap into the abundance within myself, and then the yep. abundance that's within and in, in, within the reality, you know, and, and 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 surrendering to that, and living in a way that kind of shows up to be open to that, and I'm revisiting my self worth as well. Um, that has been an uh, issue uh, for me for many years, and so um, I'm I'm just navigating inner healing, uh, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about continuing to travel. My goal is to end my travels this year in festival season in West Africa. I want to bring my ancestors home and myself, and I've never been to the continent, and so that is a, a that's something that I'm still trying to manifest as well. And I'm thankfully there are brothers in the collective that are in West Africa and Ghana and Nigeria um, that I could connect with and, and have a place to lay my head. Um, and so, yeah, travel, um, healing, a lot of inner work, um, a lot of continuing to lean on my practice so that I can be grounded and, and, and show up for, for me the best way that I can. So what are you most excited about with respect to the organization? So what are you most excited about for Black Boys On? Yeah, uh, I'm very excited about scaling impact. And that is, I don't say that lightly, like literally more impact, more community offerings, more resources for those community offerings. I'm really, um, we, our, our small team, our overhead team has been doing a lot of work to um, draw in more resources so that we can have more programming. And uh, that is, there are things that are coming around the corner that will uh, enable that. And, and and still, there's still work to be done for sure, but I see like the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. And, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about being in more schools, being in more places of uh, incarceration, more community centers and faith organizations. Um, and, and just making an imprint uh, on our consciousness and, and on Black consciousness and on our culture and to have that um, be seeds that will last um, multiple generations, you know? That's, yeah. that's so exciting about that. Yeah. The, the, the beautiful thing about it, and I say this a lot, um, especially on the, on the chat that, that we're a part of, is that the redemption of Black consciousness 
the healing of black and brown people is the redemption of the society and the world, mm-hmm. right? So like when we become more whole, when we become more loving, when we become more compassionate towards self, it is in our nature to share that. Yeah. So and I can tell you as, as a teacher, like as I have healed myself, it has allowed me to hold space for tens of thousands of people. But like, I couldn't do that when I was like Reggie who hated himself and chain smoked and called everyone motherfucker. You know, like, like that, 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 I didn't have space for that. But as I've done that work and just been able to like live here, um, yeah. that has allowed me to hold space for members of Congress, brothers, yes. white brothers, black, like everybody. Yeah. So I love everything that you said because mm. you are tapping into just the, for lack of better terminology, like the wisdom of the universe, right? Mm. So like, as we heal ourselves, healed people heal people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like focusing on your healing and focusing on scaling for the healing of other people only begets more Mm -hmm. healing. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way that it could, um, that's the only way that it could work out. So do you have any closing thoughts? Like anything on your heart? Well, first of all, before closing thoughts, how can people find out more about Black Boys Own? For those of you who are inclined to donate, how can they donate? Like, I grew yeah. up in the church. We asked for money. Like, you know, especially, <laughs> ain't gonna yes. be sure about that. So how can people yeah. support your work um, or, like, support your travels or whatever? So how can, so Black Boys Own first, then you. Yeah, Black Boys Own. Um, social media is Black Boys Own. It's O-M at the end. And it's, uh, our website is blackboyzone.org. And you can go there and give securely on our website. Please, please support us. Every little bit helps. Um, we're really out here doing the work, literally. <laughs> uh, my, you know, for me, if you could just, uh, I don't know, just keep me lifted. You know, like I, I, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I, I, I do like speaking engagements. You know, like uh, and I do, uh, I do teach private yoga sessions as well. Um, feel free to like uh, reach out to me personally. You can hit my, my um, direct messages or go to my website, dannyspeakspeace.com. Um, but yeah, like I'm just grateful. Please just support the organization more so than anything. Um, there's so much work that needs to be done. Do you have any closing thoughts? Like as as we as we reach the as we reach the half hour, like yeah. how, like how are you experiencing the opening of of the of the world after the pandemic? Like like. Mm-hmm. What, what words of wisdom do you have from that beautiful heart that you like don't you don't want to put yourself <laughs> yeah like, like a minute uh, and a half is whatever's on your heart tell us yeah know that you are enough and know that at any moment your your breath can bring you home to yourself your breath can bring you home to yourself and you're enough well, brother, like blessings on that wisdom blessings for this conversation I can't wait to share this with with the, with the group on the text um because like this um i mean I, no shade on my homie jay you know jay and i talked forever but like like i've been i've been waiting for an opportunity to showcase you and your work so like this is kind of a dream come true for me i'm super stoked about that and um i'll share a funny story in conclusion so before yeah. before i do that next week we have episode five with sister onika mays where we're going to talk about her work as like soul sister in the mm. mindfulness who teaches um, yoga meditation at Rikers. Like, um, so we're really going to talk about how like, we bring the practice to all people with Sister Onika next week. Um, so last, yesterday I taught a class for a, uni- a group of union folks and they looked over my shoulder and they were like, hey man, what's up with all those bowls, right? And so this one woman was like, I think they're doggy dishes. 
And like another one was like, yeah, you know, I think they're dog dishes. So the beautiful <laughs> thing about that is when you take these practices to the people and yeah. you don't have like a whole bunch of judgment, like you can you can have beautiful opportunities to share. And I was like, if yeah. they're doggy dishes, they're the most expensive <laughs> <laughs> The history of like, I mean, I know people got like chihuahua sweaters and all these other things, yeah. but these are not dog dishes. And so I was able to share with them like what sacred sound is like and, and, yeah. and what I use these bowls for. So I want to end this time with us together with mm. one non-doggy dishes. So <laughs> re-clearing yeah. breath, like I'll hit this three times and then we'll just go on with our beautiful day. Brother mm. Dan, thank you so much for your thank heart, you. for your work for your smile, for your sun-kissed radiance, and just for, for the gift that you are to all of us. So know that, like, this, like I only got one shot to, like, like give all love for myself and the collective to you. So here it is. So, Thank like, you. You, you are enough. You are fantastic. You are seen. You are appreciated. Yeah? Thank you. Thank you. Cool. So for those of you that are with us, find your tall spine. Maybe shrug the shoulders a bit to just get a little bit more loose there. Open and close the jaw. And let's just reflect on the beauty of the conversation that we had. Heartfelt sharing from two black identified men in a world that seeks to demean and destroy. Mm -hmm. We shared nothing but love, peace, and grace here. So let's go in that spirit. Three closing breaths and then I'll ring the bell. Inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Last, in through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. Love, grace, and peace to all. Blessings and best wishes. Ashe. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank Namah. you, Lord. Om Shanti.